Hey everyone. So I'm going to talk about um, who we are, who we think we are, and who it turns out that we really are when we move into these ceremonies. Um, and I want to also say that um, th- there's no requirement. You don't have to be anyone to, you know, especially in this sort of cr- sort of really badly put together version of what spirituality is. You know, it's, it's some, <clears throat> as if you have to have some kind of divine gift. We're all divine gifts. Each, every single thing that's here that's moving, breathing, slithering is a divine gift, right? So um, you kind of sort of need to start out there in the sense that you are it, right? No matter who you are, what you do, what identity you've taken on, you're it. We're all coming out of this one place, this one source. And really the damage is done on arrival. Um, So, you know, all these notions of, oh, I'm sitting around, you know, chanting and doing spiritual inverted comma things, you know, just wipe that shit out because that's of no consequence. Okay, this is not, the medicine is not, spiritual in that sort of high street way right it's not like you know I get it in in um on the fifth floor in Harrods okay I don't I don't buy it I don't acquire it I live it right so and you are it right that you have been you know rolled and dumped in crap means that you don't have access to it it doesn't mean you don't have it. We all do, right? Um, again, that it's become a version, like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, is it, it becomes a, a character, is just simply, again, part of the whole ape control thing, right? Where the market says, right, if you have it, it this is worth something. The thing about all of this stuff is that we have been very devalued, all of this identity making has devalued us and has forced us to create personas and people as an invention for a marketplace when in the end we are it with or without you know the Gaulois you know cigarette or the Prada bag you're you're always it that I have to create a persona for this marketplace. Well, that's a whole invention, right? That's got nothing to do with me. We're our own inherent divinity. We've had to invent spirituality because we're so severed from it, right? I actually have to make it into an identity because I'm so far away from it. I'm so forgetful of it. I'm so unknowing of it. When it's actually, it's our very nature. We are this thing. And again, as I said before, it's not a kumbaya thing. This medicine is fucking fierce. It's going to throw you into that fucking war zone of energies, right? You're going to see what real spirituality is, if it even exists, when you're battling down these monumental forces, right? So I would start out by wiping out any version of what we've invented as what is a spiritual norm, and I always go back to this wonderful um, uh, thing where 
a friend of mine went in and, you know, considered herself to be uber spiritual. You know, the whole, the whole persona was just, I'm just it. And her first ceremony, she was screaming at the medicine, you fucking bitch, why did you abandon me? That's brilliant and classic and honest. That's what she was really feeling, right? All her personas were a cover-up for the, you know, raging hatred and anger that she felt for having felt so abandoned and abused and left to the wolves of her environment, which were pretty horrific. So there's nothing spiritual in that sort of cosmetic sense. It's fierce. You're going into the, you know, into the universe of, of energies, into this vast cosmos of these competing energies and all sorts of things from other universes and multiverses and the fuck, right? It's totally Dante's hell. I mean, it's like, you know, um, everything that we invent as people carrying these energies, you know, you come face to face as energies. There's no cover up. It's just them. It's it. So the shadow is not like, you know, it's not Bergdorf's, right? It's not the fifth floor on Bergdorf's. The shadow is, you know, this whole cosmos of warring energies. Um, so that would be, a, you know, there's nothing that you take with you other than your surrender into these ceremonies and your desire to heal. That's pretty much it. You're not taking in a little pipe to play a tune or... You're going in to let the universe, like a wildfire, rage through you and tear you down. That isn't, there's nothing romantic about this thing, right? There's no, like, candy-covered romanticism. It's fierce and excruciating. You know, when I think back to my the last ceremony I had where I was... This medicine was throttling me to fucking bits because I was holding on to something I didn't even remember. It was fucking awful. It was death warmed up. I was like in the throes of death. So whoever gives you any notion that this is, you know, a walk in the park, it isn't. And also, listen, I say that, but like you can, when you're connected to nature, you can sustain anything and the medicine is going to give you what you're capable of dealing with, right? The more you open, the more you're connected to the medicine, of course, the more you can take on, right? Of course, if you're, the only reason I I got that, you know, that piece of fucking terrifying death sequence was because the medicine knew I could handle it. I was ready for it, right? It's like a really good coach that knows, right, okay, now we can, you know, put you on the court to play, like you've played enough games, right? Now you can, we're going to put you into a really tough game, right? And and in that ceremony, you know, the medicine was like, there's something you're you're not telling me, Maria. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like this menacing voice, like there is something you, like I was hiding something and I was, I had no idea. I I was, I because I'd bonded with this evil, I had given away information. I had no idea this has all happened. 
but it was all in the shadow, it was all in the dark, right? So by the time I was ready to, you know, see that piece of me, and it was seeing a piece of me that was in my psyche, it gives me the goosebumps now just to think about it. Um, yeah, that was a throttling, the likes of which I would not like to repeat again, but again, I never know. You will never know what happens in these ceremonies. So you're being introduced into what is really going on, right? The, the narratives down here, are, everything that's going on beyond is, we can't see this. I can't, I can't get up and get, I can't see any of this massive cosmic battle that's going on, right? I was in a ceremony where there were a zillion sn black snakes coming out of me. I was here at home, I wasn't even in the jungle. And millions of them. And the medicine just blew up into this Herculean soldier with a sword of light. I was trapped there. I, I was an observer. Again, I, it was happening to me, but I was observing it. That's how big a hold, a stranglehold, this darkness had upon me, right? So you won't know. And you don't need to know or control it or try to make sense of it or, you know, stick it at the end of an Excel sheet and make some kind of a conclusion, right? The medicine will let you know as you surrender. And of course, it's like a fish out of water. You're going to be, you know, when all this stuff begins to happen, when she's beginning to dissolve this whole sculpted version of you created out of all the hurt and pain and all the stuff that you suffered you're going to suffer through that it's not easy again it's you know would I rather be in an operating theater on 77th and you know or in the jungle in the jungle all day every day because what's showing up is not an ape <laughs> there's no limited little ape here you're like getting the doctors from all these different universes and information and technology that's way, way beyond the understanding of our little apedom here down here. <clears throat> and I say that with no shade, but, you know, when we have to sort of give up our arrogance because our knowledge is extraordinarily limited. No shade. Again, if I break a leg, I'm in a hospital. I'm up the road, right? But when, I'm, when you're dealing with getting to the root of your energetic makeup, which is, again, beyond diseases. Diseases come much later because of the unchecked energies that are roaming around your system. They're dealing with the core of you. The medicine's at the core of your very structure, right? So, you know, these, you need doctors that are not from here. You need, I mean, I don't know, I, oh my God, I've been around, I've had two operations, major operations in ceremonies, one in my ovaries and one in my heart, where this virus thing had lodged itself. Right. So, yeah, it all sounds woo-woo and oh, who gives a shit, right? We have to give up our solid version of stuff and our insistence and righteousness about what's right. I don't fucking know. You know, science is an eternal funeral. Today, you're in the, you know, the you're an aborigine looking up at the sky. The next thing, you're in a plane. I mean, I don't know how that for shit happens, right? Information is constantly being given to us we're constantly evolving 
So, <clears throat> the experience will, you know, you'll confront lots of things, frustration, upset, challenge, joy, infinite love. It's a whole, you're in the whole penelope of the universe and, 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 the, and the medicine will come and give you exactly what's required for you to get to the root of your construction. And you're not being given anything that you can't handle. Again, when people say, oh, they died of a psychotic break, that's because, you know, again, if I'm going to an underground, you know, doctor who, you know, or these people that go to these other countries to have stuff done, they say, oh, you know, she collapsed on the operating theater. Well, for fuck's sake, right? What do you expect, right? You get what you pay for. No, but it's not, it's not actually that. But, you know, you have to go to the best people that work with this energy work all the time. You have to go to the best surgeons because you are going into massive unknown terrain. And I mean unknown in a very big way. So it can be done. And also, again, we have to, we construct all these versions of ourselves. You know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. You have to because you're building especially if you've undergone any kind of trauma or whatever, you have to build armor. It's normal. It's the universe. I mean, you're not doing it if you're three or four. You know, something is inside of you, which is nature, naturally constructs the armor. I'm not thinking when I'm three or four. I'm not. This thing is doing itself. It's just, it's like being pregnant. I'm not making that baby. It's just doing itself. I'm not. I'm just sitting there having a great time, right? Eating everything I want and feeling absolutely fantastic. I can't believe how many people came up to me and I was pregnant. I was like, I was in, right, my ultimate state. It was incredible. The, I wasn't doing any of that, right? It's in nature. It's the same thing when we go into these ceremonies. Or if we've built this armor or this persona, right? It's all nature. You know, apes want to control. I mean, for God's sake, it's pathetic. Um, it's ridiculous. We have all these fights about nothing, really, at the end of the day. We're just fighting amongst ourselves so to control, to decide who wins and who loses. We've left that in the hands of an ape. We all win if we're connected, right? The truth is that no one can have any power over you if you're connected to yourself. That's actually the truth. Right? When you go into these ceremonies and you clean out and you dump all these versions of yourself and you actually reconnect to yourself, that is the furnace of your power. It's not whether that person liked my outfit or that person thought I did well or I got a diploma or right. That's all mad. That's all our shit out here, right? That's all our like the testing of whether you're worthy or valuable or you matter. It's all fucking man-made, right? course you matter I'm going to let an ape decide whether I'm worthy or not it's, it's ridiculous it's pathetic but we do we do that all the time we've created this whole system that makes that you more worthy than the other because of whatever so we're all it we're all nature we're all a piece of nature that unfortunately have been dragged out of that 
source out of that connection to who we are. And a third party shown up called a monkey and an ape who wants to control it and is successfully controlling it if you look around, right? So to go into the medicine is literally to be, it's like going through a wormhole. It's like going through a time machine. It's like you're going to this whole other world where actually it's, it's the engine of the universe. It's the furnace of the universe where all of this embalming of our true self is removed. I mean, and we're literally sculpted into these shapes because of these beliefs and identities. We're literally sculpted. So the medicine has to go in and literally tear you out, tear you down. That's why it's so difficult, because you're literally being torn down. Right, if I've sculpted something and stuck it in the oven and now I'm going to take it back and reshape it, well, you know, it's uncomfortable, to say the least. <laughs> but again, everyone is capable of it because we're all nature. Like, what, are we all that different? No. For me, what becomes clear... And we've all had different, you know, um, experiences. And, and, you know, there are always these in, just incredible lessons. Um, for me, I had to, my lesson was I had to agree to the most disgusting horror. I mean, pedophiles, abusive children. I had to carry that and, and make that okay. <clears throat> I think that was the most difficult thing, right? Because it happened to me early on. In order to save my parents, I would have to agree that I would be abused so they could have money. This system of, you know, there's a price for it, you know, everything's available in the marketplace. It was pretty horrific. I had to agree to that. And in order for me to agree to that, I had to you know, bond with the dark. In order for them to survive, because they had no money or they couldn't, I would have to be like in this underground pedophile ring, these children screaming, these young, poor little, I could do nothing and I was there with this fucking pimp who was also abusing me and being, oh, it was horrific. So I had to, in my system, my system had to be sculpted to carry that horror and to agree to it so that my parents could eat. And I just severed that and I just refused that. And I sculpted in refusal of all of that horror and had to make myself wrong in order to accept it. It's like, you know, It's literally like saying, I'm black, but I have to accept that I'm not black. I'm white. Something along those lines. I had to agree. And in that agreement, I became a slave of the dark. I became, uh, you know, 
a disciple of the dark. And of course it was blackmail because if I didn't agree, they wouldn't eat, right? So these overwhelming um, sculpt, you know, these overwhelming things sculpt us, right? And paralyze into us into shape. And so, of course, I grew up, you know, in this notion of over, you know, of um, overriding this power. And it's a power, right? It's a power of money, right? And again, specific to this horrific thing, nothing else, right? So, so I grew up in this sort of like submission to the dark, submission to authority, submission to, because it was so overwhelming. It was so impacted into my very being. And it froze me, right? So, and I was kept frozen in that place forever. I never left. I mean, only, only the medicine was all of this dissolved and I could see it. So, all our, our identities or the person, the people that we show up as comes as a result of, right, the gardening that was done early on, right? What we had to agree to, to survive. Okay, and I, mine was intense and it was awful and overwhelming, but it doesn't, it, again, in the, what you recognize is the extent to which you're held hostage isn't dependent on what's done to you because it could be that or it could be just you know someone slaps you or someone you know anything any minor event for a child is cataclysmic it's a child right it's a little tiny newly arrived piece of divinity any anything a, a, a bad word a wrong look affects that little innocence and it's clear that what happens, it's not the event itself, it's that you sever from yourself because you have to take on a piece of horror or darkness from somebody else, right? It's not the event itself, it's that you sever. You are forced to sever from your actual truth, right? So if you arrive as this, you know, bubbling piece of divinity, which we all are, every human, every living, breathing thing, every dragon, every little tiny thing is a piece of this divinity. So the moment I affect that divinity, I hurt it in any way. I'm <clears throat> I, that little piece of divinity is going to sculpt according to that pain, according to that, I call it energetic disfigurement. I'm being forced to sculpt according to these conditions. Right? And immediately I sever from myself. I, I sever from the everything. I sever from nature. I sever from the light, whatever you want to, right? So in the medicine, you're being reconnected. You're rec reconnected to yourself to nature, to the everything. That's really the ultimate goal here, right? You're being reconnected 
to you. And you can't <clears throat> do that if there's a clutter, a massive continent of fear in your system that's coming from a very early age, which is what happens. You're paralyzed in that moment. You have to accept that situation. Whatever it is, it doesn't... Mine was pretty extreme, but whatever it is, you know, a, you know, a parent that's upset, a raging alcoholic, whatever, it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter. If you just look at it forensically, it's you're this, you know, bubbling piece of arrival of divinity ready to blossom into itself. And there's an interference in that. There's a blockage in that. There's a, oh, you're, you know, if, you, if you're yourself, you will suffer pain, you will suffer refusal, really. That's what a parent's doing when it's whacking a kid or it's screaming at a child. Or it's just, you know, it's, it's a projectile vomit of that darkness onto that little child. And there's all these concepts about, oh, well, just grow up and there's, you know, supposed to be, no, it's, it's all crap, it's all crap. Nature is nature. An ape is an ape. An ape is nothing in comparison to nature. It's just a tiny little dot of sand. It has a bit of consciousness. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Right? And in fact, we're, we're in total abuse of this. So, of this power, that we, this little tiny piece of consciousness we've been given. It's really just stupid that we think we're so... We're not. <laughs> when you go into these realms... Oh boy, <laughs> you will feel that foot of nature. It's like that giant, it's like you're really nothing. So you're returning back to the brood. You're returning back to, to the essence of who you are, which is nature. But in order to do so, you know, you have to dissolve the sculpted form of you that has, of course, an ignition and an origin and a conditioning that will be exposed for what it is. In mine, it was, you know, just pure evil. A, a, a virus. A, a virus that, again, is biology, doesn't come from here, from somewhere else, showed up and ensured that, you know, I would show up in this lifetime as this and get trapped, etc., etc. I had no idea, like none. Again, you won't know anything. You'll think you'll know everything because we always, you know, and I go from my own thing. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm this, I'm that. I've got this identity. That will be blown to smithereens <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> right? And you know, of course, if you're sculpted in what, you know, if you're sculpted like a Giacometti one day and then next day you're a Botero, you know, you're a pretty different, right? One minute, this very skinny, like tall sculpture. And then boom, the next day you're like this very rotund and round Botero sculpture. It's... Right, you will be returned to your origin. And that really is a reconnection with nature. You're being reconnected because you were severed 
from it. And what's amazing is, I mean, I was given this information eight years ago, first ceremony in the medicine. You know, I was one with everything. You know, when they started singing, it was a password. I knew this password. I, you know, I knew this world, which had totally been forgotten. And I was, you know, this bird happily singing in nature at one with everything. And then a second later, there was this little girl screaming and yelling and crying. I was completely severed by the events from myself and from nature. And you are nature, so that is yourself. So our identities, you know, our cover-ups, our armor, we're gonna, you're gonna fight with the, that's, you, it's gonna fight with the medicine, of course it's gonna fight. It was built to protect you, even though it's paralyzing you and it's your vault and it's your burial ground. And it's, you know, the cover-up for all the pain that you're carrying. Because you have to be strong. You have to carry that pain. Be a man. Be a woman. Be a... Oh, the fuck off, all of you. Really? No. It's, it, I, I, don't, I don't get strong by being a container for pain. It doesn't strengthen me. It just hardens me. Right? It, it dampens my soul. It cuts me off from my soul. Be a man. Grow up. Oh, don't cry. It's so fucking stupid, right? You at your most powerful, at your most vulnerable. If you refuse your feelings, you weaken. Yeah, you weaken. You think sitting behind a, you know, <clears throat> a 20-foot metal wall is going to make you strong? No, it just paralyzes you, right? Did I like being angry for two years with my parents? No, but boy, what a relief, right? It was my escape route. That was my wall. My refusal of my anger was my prison cell. It's funny because I was just speaking to somebody yesterday who can't go there, right? Will not see the truth of what she grew up with. Is always excusing them. No, I still want to be part of that. I want to be... You can't have it both ways. You can't be half pregnant. And when you face them, or whatever it is that your circumstances where all the people that hurt you Yes, you're going to sever because you're going to experience the real feelings. You're going to see them for who they are. But once that's exposed and expressed, it's over. You're back, right? You still can have a relationship with them, but it won't be the same. You won't be the daughter or the son. You'll just, you'll be, you won't be there anymore. You'll just be you in relationship to them. I could see the terror in her eyes of I mean, I have to, she's very old too like I have to let them go no you have to let yourself go not them right if you have all these issues of feeling alone and blah blah blah, 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 blah 
and and if you're still aware of how you're responding and reacting to people, that's got to do with you. It's not got to do with them, right? I can be around someone and not like them, and that's fine. You know, I, I don't have to be around them. I can make that choice, right? But if this thing is being triggered by the same thing is being triggered by many people, then it's not just about them, right? There's something going on with you. And that was built early on. That was conditioned or created early on. In this uh, instance, my friend was saying, you know, I was always number one growing up. No, you weren't. You weren't number one. You weren't loved. You were taught to be a, you know, and you had to be an adult. You had to take care, you know, whatever. So we have all our fantasies and all our stories and and we can't see. I mean, no, I was certainly there. I was completely blinded. I had completely reinvented them, myself. I built a whole... <clears throat> I had this fantastic play of who we all were in this fantastical play, what our roles were. and Oh, I was a savior and the hero, and they needed to be saved, and no... I was sent out to be abused for money. Bottom line, they couldn't hack it. That's it. End of story. And I had to pretend that didn't happen so he wouldn't look like a fucking wuss. I was protecting them. That's it. But as a child, of course you have to invent a fantasy to survive horror. Again, one of the most powerful pieces of the medicine is you just get to see the world as it truly is. There's shit and then there's nice things, right? basically. <coughs> and you have to face it or you have to be, understand it like that, right? Of course, as a child, you have to survive. It's horrific. You're alone. What are you going to do, right? You're going to, you can't, you don't have a lot of consciousness if you've been shut down. You know, you, again, as I say, you know, if there's an old sneaker, a, a, a cigarette stub and a, and a dog collar, well, you just, you're going to have to make something out of that, right? It's like, what the fuck? I've got to, I can't see the whole picture. I have to survive. You're just on survival mode. And to do that, you're going to have to use your, all you have is your imagination, right? So with me, I just you know, invented this fantastical story where we were all, you know, in this mission to save the world. Oh, I don't know, bullshit, whatever. Make this all work. But I left out the most important piece that I was actually being abused. Like, ah, just forgot the most important part of the story so I, my fantasy could work. In the medicine, you know, all of your fantasies, your identities, your version, they just get, you know, put in the garbage where they belong so that you can finally show up, so that you can be reconnected, so that you can love and be loved. Right? It doesn't serve me to be living in a trench. I keep thinking about sort of you know, 
going back to find my little girl is like going back to Vietnam where the soldier is still running around thinking there's a war on. That's what it was like, right? The war's over, but, you know, you're still in the trenches. You're still in the war. You're still thinking, oh, they're coming for me. Right? It, the impact is so huge that you just get stuck there. You may cover it up with all your versions of yourself. But in the end, you're in this terrifying place that you need to see and understand. It's a mystery, all right? It's like, how the hell does all this shit work? It's the fuck, you know? How does it, I have no idea. I still, I have no idea. And it doesn't matter. What really matters is that you feel connected to yourself. You're able to stand in the middle of anything and just see it for what it is and therefore understand it. You can have all the feelings in the world because your feelings are your compass and you can acknowledge it. It was so funny. Somebody was saying to me, well, you know, my life isn't that great. Everybody's life is so great. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, everybody's, you know, struggling, right? We're all just trying to live and make it all this work. We have a body that eventually will, you know, break down and collapse. Yeah, not a great start, right? We have to always maintain that and make sure we're okay. But inevitably, it's like a machine. It'll collapse, right? It has a, you know, shelf life. We then have to contend with all these energy, you know, energetic spirits or whatever. There's, there's a lot. It's, it's, you know, there's no destination. You're not, you know, you're a real estate agent. You made a million dollar commission, you know, once every five years. And now you've got to, you're chasing that. You know, it's, it's, it's all a struggle, right? It's all work. Going into ceremony is work. Got to go in. You've got to be you know, torn down, come out, heal, connect. It's not, there is no like fantasy life. I, even it, the greatest, you know, singers, what, you know, it's, you're as good as yesterday, right? Now you've got to maintain that image. You've got to keep, there is no like, it's arrival. <laughs> it's like I've arrived. <laughs> I'm not moving. This is my fantasy. Listen, I just want to be sitting on a fabulous island, you know, looking out over the Maldives. Fuck everything, right? It, you know, we're in constant evolution. We're always on the go in some way, right? There's always something to do. We don't just get the perfect body that says fine eternally, right? But, you know, it's the adventure, right? It's the movement. It's the energy. It's, you know, the basic, you know, it's like the constant arrival, disappearing, arrival, disappearing, construction, deconstruction. So I think one of the things that you realize in the medicine was, A, this is oh so much bigger than your little tiny universe. It just is. It's fucking huge what's going on beyond this circuit beyond this realm 
there are so many other universes here. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, but like, you really think we're just doing it here? Yeah. Not really. And also, <clears throat> there's no, you know, I know more than you. As all that shit goes out the window, like, oh, I'm better than or. I think one of the most powerful pieces of this is the humility that you're just, it's just humbling. You're just going to be just humbled by it all. I mean, just like, what the fuck? <clears throat> you know, you think you're here doing your little tap dance, you know, and you're, and you're just like, look at my great tap dancing skills. <laughs> it's a metaphor, it's a metaphor. <clears throat> and then you come into this realm and it's just like, what, well, you know, it's, it is like looking at a huge Nazare wave, right, in Portugal with these big wave surfers. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's, it's fantastic also because then you don't have to, you don't need any identities. When you're sort of part of this huge thing, you just realize, well, you know, who cares, right? As long as you're connected to it all. It's really a wonderfully satisfying thing. And, you know, when you get to that full surrender, which takes a while, <laughs> coming from a very identity-driven person, um, <clears throat> it's actually very liberating. I don't have to run the show anymore. I don't... God, that's great, right? I'm just going to move uh, according to what's true to me, what, what feels honest and truth and truthful. I, I had no access to that before, so I didn't know what that... I had no compass. I was just completely owned. So, um, and what's also interesting is all those underlying feelings that you had when you were younger, you finally understand. You know, I finally understood why... You know, I wanted to tear down this sort of this pat this this sort of pulpit of power. Why it was so prevalent in my childhood. You know, like feeling so refused and and terrified. I never understood why. Right. Um, <coughs> Um, so all those like sort of shadow feelings that you had when you were a child that you couldn't really understand all of it suddenly makes sense you know you really get to know who you are you really become whole and that's it that's really it you become one thing again all this injury all this sculpting all this falsehood is torn down I mean, your very cellular structure is shift has changed, because the medicine is sculpting every is resculpting everything. It's not just you know. If I take, if there's something embedded in something, like let's just say there's a <coughs> if there is. Imagine in, in, a, in a 
in a bathtub of ice, right, uh, of water, there's some kind of creepy crawly animal in it and it's all frozen with that animal in it, right? When I defrost that bathtub, I take out that creepy crawly, that big insect, that big thing. Well, the, the nature of that water is going to change, right? So when these energies are removed from you, then you, ch- you, you know, your, literal, your cellular structure changes, literally. <coughs> Everything about you readjusts, right? To this new place where this thing is no longer interfering in the flow of who you are. So it's happening on every level. It's not just, I mean, it's literally in your whole physical, mental, energetic spirit, everything about you will change. Um, I was in a ceremony by myself at home recently and um, <coughs> I took the, the plant medicine I took when I was last there was Ranakia. Ranakia is a vine that attaches itself to the host tree and eventually just strangles it and it takes over. And that's what I drank. And literally it's strangling, let's say, or killing off these energies that were, you know, at the core of my being. And, you know, the more you've been in these ceremonies and you've dissolved, you you can... The, me- the medicines talks literally talks to you. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting there with the ecodos, etc. Right. So, and one of the things that was cliche, you know, the medicine just said, the Renagia just said to me, "Listen, you know, you will disappear soon." In other words, not me. I'm not going to die. But all of this, <coughs> the person I'd built around this interference and this construction will be gone. It will disappear. So what happens if I take out an interference, a blockage in something, right? If I take out that rock that's in the middle of the river, diverting the river, then that river flows again in its natural way. It's a very different flow, right? You will not be the same person. Now, again, this comes after, you know, a lot of work, eight years of really endless commitment to healing. I didn't know it was going to take that long. I mean, that was, you know, I thought after the first first retreat, I thought, well, this is done. But, oh, no, this thing was really deep. So, and again, it's not like one day you're sort of, you know, you're walking around, you know, as a lawyer and the next day you're in drag, you know, like, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen like that. It's, it's a very slow, slow, like watching the grass grow, how this energy shifts, but it shifts. I think the greatest, the most powerful shifts happen in the ceremony because that's where the operation actually takes place. That's where the real digging and the real, you know, you're put out on a, 
in a lab, cut up and etc. But yeah, that's when it feels the most as if something is happening, like because you're in there and you're, you know, you're facing everything. But afterwards, um, it's also happening too. It's just not so available because you're in, you're you're in this circuit again, right? So, um, yeah, I suppose always, you know, you know, the ultimate. message is to surrender right to surrender to nature and uh, I think that's one of the most difficult because we've built this armor as a protector right and we think this armor is going to protect us all these identities are going to protect us but it turns out these identities are really our burial ground that's it you know these these, uh, this show that we put on, these identities we show up with, these versions of ourselves are really the vaults that we bury ourselves in. And our, our feeling, you know, I feel that sort of like, my feeling was that if I let this go, that somehow I'll be exposed and therefore I'll die. But what the medicine shows you, in fact, is that, no, if you, if you do see all this and you give up your protective covers that actually you become extraordinarily powerful and I say powerful I mean connected to yourself because you're willing to take on all this darkness you're willing to face it down and once you face it down it has no power that's certainly one of the great lessons for me is you have to face all this stuff you know if you don't face it it owns you and that's, by the way, no easy, you know, you know, I wouldn't wish any of this on anyone, actually. <clears throat> but the whole lesson is, you can face it. It's made you think that it's bigger than you. Because, you know, it's a coward, it caught you when you were a child, but in fact, it took your power because it overwhelmed you. But actually, you can face all of it, no matter how bad. You don't have to drug up and drink up and, you know, whatever you do to hide from it. Right. I mean, I think about Anthony Bourdain, who I really was amazing, huge, seemed like a real powerhouse of just not give a shit and authenticity. And that too was all a cover up, you know. In the end, even that didn't work, right? For all the freedom he appeared to have, you know, on TV, he was haunted by his own darkness that he never faced. Because I'm sure he thought he too couldn't face it. And what's interesting is that that whole TV personality was another cover-up, right? It's another drug. It was another heroin needle. As they said, you know, he took on jujitsu. They said that also became another cover-up. His relationships, another cover-up. You know, you keep thinking that, oh, my God, if, I'm, if I could just be, like, famous or if I could just have the most incredible relationship or if I could just... You think it 
all of, that you can hide from all of this stuff somewhere. I can just invent another cover-up and it'll go away. And that's just, it's all futile, right? At the end, I, there was one moment where I knew there was a, a problem with him, that there, there was something bigger going on. I remember being quite startled. Um, he'd been traveling for God knows how many, how long, and he came back to New York and he couldn't go home. He had to go out and drink more and be out with his friends. And I realized, oh, oh, there's something wrong here. Couldn't stop. It's all a drug. It's all a distraction. I mean, it's a sad culmination, but in the end, you realize it's we have to face ourselves. We, uh, this is what the medicine is. <clears throat> becomes an ally. The, the, the medicine is, is the ally that takes us into that darkness, right? It befriends, it becomes our, you know, our solid companion. It knows the darkness, right? It's been there. It knows all these dark energies. And even though we are a reluctant voyager at the beginning, we're I would say, you know, a terrified voyage over this place. You know, little by little as we trust it, it heals us because we go into that darkness and we face all of these things down. And yeah, you know, it's terrifying and it's scary. And I, you know, I'm still scared, right, of this thing, even though I've been battling it for this long. I'm not scared of it so much as like the unknown, right? Because if you're, if you've, if you've learned to live with something for a long time, no matter how awful it is, you know it, right? You've, you sort of, but actually the removal of it is the unknown. I've never lived without this horror, right? Again, it's like leaving prison. What do they say when they leave prison? It's much scarier than being in prison. You know what prison looks like. Now, you really are at one and at the, you know, in the flow of nature. And that takes on a life of its own. You don't, there's no identity there anymore, right? There's no configuration of a story or, it's just that's, what's showing up is, is you. Right, once you take out that obstacle, you're going to reconfigure, right? You're going to recreate. You're going to be something else. There's something else you have never known. And that's what you need to trust, right? I don't know what that looks like. I just have to live that. I've always been a prisoner. What does it look like to not be a prisoner, right? You have to be, then you have to trust that. So... Yeah. You have to reconnect to nature, to your nature. That's what's been the foreigner all the time. The stranger has been not being connected to nature. I saw it very clearly as sort of a metaphor before one of my ceremonies was like, and it was a very difficult ceremony. Ceremony number three, first retreat was 
It was the most difficult one. And I had to tell my dad, listen, you've got to... He's, he's already he'd been dead a while. But he was very alive in my cell system. And I was saying, listen, you know, I can't... You have to leave. You know, you can't use me anymore. You can't... I can't be a stand-in for your weakness. Like, I, you know... I, again, I didn't know what that was for. I had no idea. You know, you just... Please leave me. Like, if you're dead, you're, you know, it's like your spirit's being held hostage. And what I saw was very clearly being a, a fish on the riverbank without any air. So when you, you ask to be thrown back into the river, into the flow, you know, you're asking for your reconnect, which is what I was asking for. I want to be reconnected to nature and to myself. And I don't know what that looks like. But you will know as you completely dismantle and dissolve. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great place to end. Bye.